Yep, hit it, new Eddie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> All right, five, four, three, two, one. Engage fluo injectors. Engaging fluo injectors. Fluo injectors at 80%, sir. Fluo containment field is destabilizing. Emergency fluo containment protocols now. All hands brace for impact. Brace for impact in three, two, one. everybody what's good it's another episode of world one one podcast uh before we jump into the meat and taters of uh the show this week uh you can and should find us at our home at podbean that's world one one dot com no, world one one dot podbean dot com there it is it's coming back into my head i'm foggy sue me uh, and then of course you know for audio you can of course find us out at apple uh podcasts play music and spotify and iHeartRadio, and we've got that youtube channel thing um uh, of which our guest this week has been around there a bit i'm sure he could tell you more and will tell you more about his channel uh and uh then of course you know for all the cool live stuff uh check us out over on uh twitch that's uh twitch.tv slash world one one podcast all spelled out all one word all that bullshit out of the way choose your fighter I am, as always, Larry, your host, the Bearded Wonder. Joining me this week is Josh the LeGru. Hello. Michael, the godless heathen lord of Oreo factories. Fair enough. <laughs> and our special guest this week, Sid. Hi. So, Sid, real quick before we get in, um, if you want to kind of share with everybody uh, a little bit on your background, uh, you know, what you do and uh, what what brings uh, brings you to us this week? Um, I do a lot of things. <laughs> in this like um, <laughs> one thing that I have known to do is run a YouTube channel or ran a YouTube channel called Leonardo Sicci, which is just a, a dumb name that one of my friends came up with, uh, where I talk about uh, video games, but from a very kind of personal perspective. Um, Basically, video essays with a, you know, a, an interesting touch to it, I guess you could say. Very much so. Right on. Um, now I'm just curious, real quick. You said uh, did past tense. Uh, what changed and when? Out of curiosity. In, uh, well, nothing, technically. <laughs> so. I've like, if you ever look at the kind of upload schedule that I had, I've got like seven videos on the channel. Um, and for some reason they kind of like defy all odds of the algorithm and they still <laughs> kind of like get views and they still get subscribers. Um, not as fast as they used to, but, um, yeah, I just haven't made a video in, in two and a half years ish. No, two years. Um, no, maybe three actually is coming to it. Like saying that. Yeah. It's been a very long time. Um, and it's literally because like, 
um, my focus changed, I guess. I mean, I've like anyone who knows me will know that I've had like God knows how many ideas and the scripts fully written out, ready to make into videos. Um, it's just a, a lot of work writing, I guess, and I just have other things to do, like you know. You, you got to make this money, dude. Like I got bills right. to pay. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Oh, I was just curious. So, yeah. I mean, like I, I want to get back into it. I have scripts. Just, uh, I just don't really have that much time for video games. Understandable. Trust me. As much as you know, we do this shit on a week to week basis. Trust me. I, I, I think everyone in the room here feels you on that. Yes. So, I mean, I. I'm pretty sure I made a video about not having time to play video games. <laughs> so, all that's right, a, that's a real that's a real conversation there. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So, yeah. all right. Well, in that case, um, let's uh, let's get into the usual first half of this shit show. Let's uh, open up with. Oh my gosh! Video games. Michael, the fuck have you been playing this week? Same as the last couple of weeks, the new Darksiders. Um, I'm just, at this point, trying to wrap up the last few things I haven't done yet. There's this bullshit platforming challenge that <laughs> I'm... It's like four parts, and I just beat the first part after fist fighting it for a week. And uh, that's kind of where I'm just stuck right now. Did so. you ever get the uh, don't kill X amount or more of Hellhounds challenge yet? Yes, I did. Did you? Okay. Like, I don't even remember how I did it. I think I did it on accident, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I know you were about swearing up and down the day uh, that I was over. Really there's, was. A, there's a new Darksiders game? Yeah, uh-huh. Darksiders Genesis. It's, what the uh, fuck is that? What? Yeah, it plays <laughs> like Diablo. Like, it plays like Diablo. It's a prequel to the series. It takes place, I don't know how familiar are you with the series, it takes place right after they become the Horsemen. And this one stars both War and Strife, and you can switch between the two at at will. They play completely differently. Like War still plays like War, uh-huh. and Strife plays like a twin stick shooter. Um, it like okay, it's... I'm, I'm I'm confused now. Hold on, wait. So there's <laughs> there's one where you play as War. Yeah, the first correctly. one you play as War. Second one you play as Death. Correct. Third is. Um... Fury. Fury, right? That's the one that plays like a Dark Souls game. That's 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 the that's the last one, right? No, right. That, no. Well, there's the new, no. It's the newest one, other than this one. Yeah. Exactly. What? Yeah. Right. So yeah, then, just not going to call it number four. There was no, because it's, it's it's a prequel to all of it, story wise. So they decided to call it Darksiders Genesis. Okay. Well, THQ Nordic, thank you. You know. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> just finish the quadrilogy, man. Like, like, yeah, oh my god, you have no idea. If they don't finish the story, I'm hunting people down. Because I've been obsessed with this series since the first one. When I picked up the first game, like, just on a whim. Like, the moment I read the back says, you play as war, I was like, alright, I'm in. And, uh, Wait, when did this game come out? This new one? Yeah. Like, uh, Valentine's Day. Yeah. Yeah. What? Well, actually, okay. The PC version of it came out in December. The, the okay. home console version came out in, on a Valentine's Day. And they did, was this not like advertised? Like, <coughs> Nordic, so they just release it. <laughs> no, they, they actually they advertised the shit out of it. 
There was a uh, on YouTube. YouTube. But um like there's actually some really good trailers for it, story wise and whatnot. Okay. It's good. I consider myself out. someone who like I don't like spend much time playing games and I don't like um <laughs> but I keep up to date with the news. You know, okay. like that's pretty much what my Twitter feed is, just as people talking about games and making games and yeah. playing games. But and the only thing that anyone talks about is like Animal Crossing and Doom Eternal. I know. Which fine, cool. I'm excited for both of those. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, but apparently there's no other games coming out because everyone's just been bumped. Cyberpunk's been bumped. What else has uh, been bumped? Like everything. Oh, yeah, Last yeah. of Us was bumped back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, geez, yeah, Cyberpunk, which I was excited for. Last of Us, I was excited for. Those got bumped back. Yeah, so, I mean that's fine. That's all good. Yeah, so, that's okay. So, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Darkseid is the fourth one decides, okay, sure, whatever, we'll just release it. <laughs> I will say, you're not wrong, though. I Now that you're mentioning it, I, I don't remember really seeing much of anything no. about it after it landed on my Twitter feed. Right. So I wouldn't have known about it if it wasn't for Michael, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's probably I'm a fanboy, so I've been following it religiously ever since the first announcement for it. So Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, I said, just trying to get through that fucking challenge. <laughs> I All right, it so bad. You love every bit of the abuse and ask for more. Completely irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> and Josh, what have you been playing this week? Um, I'm actually embarrassed to say I'm still slogging through Jedi Fallen Order, and. I know, it's becoming like a running joke now. <laughs> but I am not good with Souls games. I, I have found that um, Souls light games, or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. You know, FromSoft games. I don't even care what you want to call them. I'm just not good at them. And it took me, I was on a boss fight for like two and a half days. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, well then I just started, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to play Hellblade again, because not only did we have Sid on, but I thought, you know what? I never really finished that game, and I still didn't finish it. But I've, I'm in Helheim now. I'm like actually going... I'm like kind of where you were on the last couple of streams at before you okay. finished it. You know, I'm like right there. <clears throat> and uh, that's where I was last time I stopped playing, but I'm going to get through it. I just, uh, Monday is a bad day for me. So, um, oh, yeah. yeah, you know, Monday is a bad day for everybody, but for me, it's bad. So, but uh, those are like the two games I've been playing. I played a little more Kunai, just on and off. I'm kind of, I'm thinking I'm going to just put it down for a while. I like it, but I just need a little break. Right. From the Metroidvania ness. How far did you get in Kunai? I am in the mines right now. The cryptic oh, mines the, or the crypto, crypto mines. mines. Yeah. Okay. I haven't gotten that last whatever power you get yeah. to move to move blocks or mountain big big boulders yeah. basically. I haven't gotten that yet. So okay. I'm like right there. I mean, how far are you in there? Um well, in that case, I'll, I'll just toss the ball into my court. Um, I have been playing a, a bunch of kunai this week, actually. Um, I'm fair certain I am closing. I'm in the end section. Um, I the, the last weapon that you're uh, speaking of is the rocket launcher. Um, and okay. it's, it's single shot, while you, and then you have to wait for it to reload on the single shot, unlike the SMGs that have the, the five clips. Right. Um, but the I will say the 
boss fight at the top of the mountain to get the rocket launcher was fucking awesome. And all I could think afterwards is, why aren't there more boss fights like this? This was right. just fun. It was. I I think I wouldn't. I think I would have had it if it was up to me. Be one phase shorter, but I wasn't that mad because it was really good. It was a lot of fun. So okay. plain and simple. So, um, but after that, like I said, I finished that up and then uh, kind of got whisked into this. Uh, flying fortress section from the beginning of the game it plunks you back there to essentially finish the job um which again that whole flying fortress is disconnected from all the rest of the map which makes me think this is the uh the end game section but not 100 percent certain but it's got that feeling that it probably is okay so um other than that uh was working through a, a second playthrough of Hellblade on stream. Um, I got as far as the first of the Odin Trials to uh, claim Gramir. Um, my my whole week just kind of ran away from me. It, it hasn't been as shit-awful as the week before was, but it's still a lot on my plate to try and finagle in. <laughs> um, but, like I said, I, I'm not mad about how far I got given everything that's been going on, but I will finish it up on stream, and the archive will be up on uh, the YouTube channel, so um, for anybody that wants a point of reference to some of the stuff that we're going to be talking about in the third half of the show tonight, um, it'll be up there. I'm working on getting the existing stuff uh, finished, cleaned up, and uploaded to the YouTube channel as well, but um, if you want to kind of catch the rest of it live, make sure you uh, follow us on Twitch. Um, side note and shameless plug you should follow us on twitch anyways because we're still working towards that 200 follower mark so we can give away the free copy of blasphemous collector's edition on switch from limited run games so that's still a thing by the way meh free games you can have them just follow us um anyways but yeah those have been my two big ones i also dabbled in a uh a teeny little puzzle game called unlock the king and i really like it uh, it was like 49 cents. You're giggling. Have you seen this, Josh? I saw it. I did not buy it. I thought, you know what? Larry's going to buy that. <laughs> like, I have. It's it. really <laughs> good. It's totally worth the 49 cents. Okay. Um, granted, the, the stipulation I'll put on there is do not buy this game if you don't like chess. It is literally like a micro chess puzzle game. Um, like, you know the... Uh... And with that, I put down my Switch. <laughs> 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 Again, for 49 cents, it's not going to hurt you that bad either. But in any case, um, you know the puzzle games where you kind of move the cars around so you can let the one red car out of the puzzle? It's a little like that, but it's structured and done specifically with chess pieces. And you don't have a full board. There's, you know, you get select spaces and all the pieces still move and treat are treated just like they would be in a game of chess, but you don't have a full board to actually move them around on. It's very compressed and you've got to kind of think out okay, these are two free spaces. First, got to figure out what can move into those spaces from where it's at currently. Start moving things around until the king has the ability to get from where it's at to the marked finish point using any of its available 
ways of moving. So, but I really like it for a 49 cent game. I will easily see myself spending way too much time piddling around with it. So, um, but, and I'm going to toss the ball into your court, Sid, if you want to get in on this. Um, so I literally just moved into this place. Um, and it's actually been the first time I've actually started playing video games in a very long while. Hi. Um, mostly just on the PS4. So the first thing I did was um, install a, an SSD into the PlayStation, which, oh. my God. Makes wow. a difference. Yeah. <laughs> it makes yeah. a difference. Yeah. Um, um, and then pretty much the first thing I did is watch my wife play the Final Fantasy VII remake demo. Oh, okay. So she's like a massive fan of the original, um, and I never really played it. I was actually going to make a... I had a script written uh, about uh, imposter syndrome in video games, and Final Fantasy VII was kind of like one of those the games that were like the key point in in that particular topic. Um, and uh, I never just got around to playing it. I just could not be bothered, to be honest. It's what, 25 <laughs> years old. Right. Uh, I got other things to do. Uh, besides, like, play some... Not game. only that, but that game does not age well. It's hard oh, to play it does today. not. It's very hard to play today. Yeah. yeah. The hell, it's PS4, hard on the eyes. Well, if you buy it on the PS4, you can at least speed up the battles. Oh, yeah. But uh, other than that, I mean, it's it's very difficult to play. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, so, basically, my new hobby is watching my wife play video games. Uh, <laughs> So she's been playing the Final Fantasy VII Remake demo. Um, and uh, whenever we have a dispute, it's done in Tekken 7. So. And I'm, I'm. I don't. Well, I don't really have one. Like, I can probably beat anyone playing Kazuya or, or Steve. But that's because I'm a button masher. I don't know any combos. I don't know any moves. I just smash the buttons. And she's been slowly learning how to, like, do the combos with Lily. And she's customized her character, and looks amazing, and she just whoops my ass. And I'm just like, okay, I've had this game for since it came out, since launch day, and this is. And she's been playing for like two days. It's embarrassing. It's very embarrassing. <laughs> now I'm actually gonna have to learn combos, which not my strongest suit. And that, and we're playing a lot of Overcooked. Okay. Uh, oh, Overcooked is a great game. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great party game. It's um, fun. Yeah. Well, not when she's yelling at you, or when I'm yelling at her. But, yeah, so. I know. It's stressful. Oh, it's stressful. Hell, it's I, stressful. I wanted to love Overcooked, but I just I don't have anybody to play co-op with, and it takes all the fun out of it for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I hear. Oh. Can you not play online? Uh, I'm not big for online. Michael will tell you, I if I'm going to play co-op, I'm a big fan of couch co-op. I like to actually have the experience of sitting and hanging out with my friends and playing, but I don't get the opportunity all but once in a blue moon. Um, so Overcooked kind of went out the window for me. I wanted to love it. I like what it is in principle, but not having somebody to play with, you know, to regularly play it with, just zap on out of it. Yeah, yeah. It was a big reason why I didn't love uh, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time as much as I wanted to either. So, well, I mean, my next kind of goal is to uh, connect the, the 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 PC 
which is in storage uh, up to the television. So, I've, and because I mean, there's like a thousand games on my Steam account, which yeah. I haven't played. I've just bought. I've just had this addiction to Digi- buying digital stuff hoarding. Yep, digital yeah, hoarding. It's, it's I know. I do that same thing. It's like I think that's what uh, Steam is actually for. Yeah, know, right. It's just yeah. selling you shit that you're never gonna play. <laughs> that's two bucks. So, yeah, oh, sure. I have every copy of Assassin's Creed, every game that they have. I haven't played a single <laughs> one of them since the first Ezio game. <laughs> Newest Steam update rolls out with a feature enabled that just locks your ability to buy anything until you've played all the shit you own. <laughs> oh my god, imagine. <laughs> They'd go out of business. Instantly. <laughs> They'd never make a dime again. <laughs> so. Either that or the birth rate declines. <laughs> True. So. God, I... I, I'm curious as to how significantly that that would actually impact the birth rate over, I don't know, a two-year period. <laughs> I mean, think about it like this: like, say, I don't know, cyberpunk, or even controversially, Star mm-hmm. Citizen. It's like mm-hmm. it's going to get launched. Here's the day. You can't access it until you've played sixty percent of your games on Steam. <laughs> <laughs> I would buy it on console. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> hey, I'm going to do something else. <laughs> so. Okay. Um, well, I, I think that brings us to a, a lovely place to uh, stop for a minute, catch our breaths, and then uh, sink into the back half of the show. Unless anybody else has anything they want to toss in. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Well, in that case, here's where we say break. And we're back with the third half of the show. This week, we're going to deep dive uh, into a a special uh, topic with our guest, Sid, this week. Um, You've heard us kind of, you know, talking about in the weeks leading up to this, uh, the the subject of Hellblade and uh, its portrayal of mental illness and psychosis. I, I believe I talked about it on uh, on air on the show several weeks ago when I first finished Hellblade the first time around. Um, I came across a, uh, a video that that struck me hard, and I went, holy shit, uh, when I saw it. Uh, and it came from this fine gentleman uh, here, Sid, um, talking about his, his personal experience with Hellblade and having a very unique perspective in playing it that most people do not and uh i reached out and he was very kind and very quick to say yeah sure so um so if you're willing would would you be uh okay with kind of giving some of your background on what gives you that that very personal connection to hellblade as a game sure um where does it begin? Um, so I guess I was <clears throat> sort of diagnosed when I was about nine years old. Um, I started hearing voices and uh, they weren't very pleasant. Um, and my parents, being the religious zealots that they are, uh, thought they were demons. So they sent me to a religious guy with a big long beard and a funny hat um, who would pray and pray and whatnot didn't really help turns out like when you actually go to a real doctor they kind of say hey yo this guy is experiencing 
some very strange uh, uh, psychotic delusions, if you will. I mean, that's literally what they were. Um, and it kind of led to what is essentially now like uh, kind of like schizophrenia. But I have a very like the kind of the thing with me personally, I mean, a fair amount of people do have it, but not as many have a very kind of lucid experience. It's usually kind of like a always on or very kind of dramatic and you're not really sure you get the kind of like the walls are melting and you hear shit, you see shit. I don't really have visual um, hallucination. It's more kind of auditory and they're always, they're always there. Like at this precise moment, there's literally like a woman screaming outside the window there and just like people talking and yelling and whatnot. Um, and it just kind of goes on and on. I mean, the worst is when it's like just songs playing over and over again, really terrible ones, like the Backstreet Boys over <laughs> and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that just kind of keeps on going and it takes like an immense amount of focus to just kind of like be, but at this point I'm like, I'm 31 now. Um, you kind of just have to just go with it. And like, obviously in times of stress, it's very hard to, mm-hmm control that um and sometimes you do kind of have those meltdowns those breakdowns but you have to kind of just keep pushing obviously it's not that i mean i'm saying it is very easy to do and i mean right now i'm pretty kind of chill i'm doing okay um but like you know when you're going through really dark patches in your lifespan you know especially when you're like a teenager or even like uh through moments of hardship you're, it's it's very hard to kind of live. If you know to what keep, I mean, right? Mm-hmm. I, I would imagine you, to what to what you're speaking of. You know, just in terms of trying to keep it in check and not let it define your existence. Yeah. So. So yeah, it's it's it does get very consuming, but you have to kind of ground yourself a lot all the time i've uh i've got a couple of friends with uh and to some of what you were saying that uh that have tourette's and one of them once explained it to me in terms of on a day-to-day basis keeping his tics generally at bay and under control um he explained it as essentially just trying to have to build mentally a brick wall but every once in a while something will trigger it and it will just smash that wall and it takes him a day or two of literally just hiding in his room to just rebuild it so that he can function day to day again. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it's fairly similar in my case. And I'm sure I mean that kind of analogy works with a lot of uh, people in with a whole lot of psychological disorders. Um Yeah, I mean, even like not that I want to put things on like a, a scale of severity, <laughs> but like obviously, like the most common one is obviously like depression, right. um, that a lot of people face. Um, and for the most part, people kind of just like live with it and they just feel this immense sense of hollowness, right? And just emptiness. And they just think that's normal, it's untreated. And then it comes to the point where like you have this 
disgustingly high rate of suicides amongst like young men and you're wondering where the, where the fuck did that come from but you know it's I mean it's not easy to talk about really because like no how do you how do you how do you how do you tell someone like yeah fuck it dude I don't I don't want to live right and, and I think that, like like you're touching on some of that too like the stigma on on it on mental yeah. illness is is so great um personally i suffer from mental illness depression and when i was about 13 i was diagnosed i had uh clinical depression and also like some mild schizophrenia my brother in fact is a paranoid schizophrenic and so he had, hears voices and he got into drugs and all that kind of stuff and so i saw all this and I asked him one time, like, why do you do this? He goes, because when I do these drugs or I do this, he goes, the voices stop telling me what to do or stop talking to me. He just wanted like a little bit of peace, you know? And oh, I think, yeah, yeah, I know. And I, I mean, and I, I, I've had auditory hallucinations, um, especially in areas of high stress. Like in 2013, my wife almost died in the hospital. And I remember when I was sitting at home because I couldn't st- it in the hospital anymore because I was hearing all these voices and when I went home and then I heard the voices too I'm like and I'm on medicine for this and I'm actually like dealing with it and I'm still dealing with it that was like really hit me hard and so now I realize to find people that have gone through that to me is special because and are willing to talk about it because almost um, some of the people get through almost like a PTSD type situation, like with it, like where you don't want to talk about it anymore. But uh, personally, for me, I feel like talking about it helps, and so I need to talk about it so that I'm not so engaged in the whole thing all the time. You know. Yeah. How I mean, is your for wife me, now, by the way? Oh, she's good. She's good That's now. Good yeah, that was uh, now seven years ago and everything, and she's recovered. But she was sick for a good. You know, a good 10 years of our marriage, she was really ill on and off. So, like, she couldn't work. She still doesn't work. But she's getting to the point now where now she's, like, thinking, like, oh, maybe I should get back to a normal routine. But it's so different now, you know. So, but that's that's a whole different, that's a whole different thing. But everything's good. <laughs> so, um, I, I'm kind of curious, given your your background with the subject matter said um how much how much did you know on uh, about hellblade going in and what made you decide to play through it especially given the 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 very severe warning that they put at the front of hellblade um you know what what made you look at this and go yeah, this is a thing I'm going to spend, you know, probably a solid eight to ten hours with, and I, I can only fathom the the best way I could think of, at least for me personally, would be put yourself through that for, you know, the, the duration of the game itself to, to look at it and go through it. Because I, I can't, ex- I can't see that as being an easy experience. Lord knows... Myself, the first time through, I I sat with it, and I think I polished it off in about three fairly lengthy sittings, and every time I got to the end of any one sitting, 
and I put it down for a little bit, I just kind of was like, Ugh, that, that just playing that takes a mental toll to put yourself in the middle of Senua's reality like that for any extended period of time. But knowing that that's something that you're already living with and then to kind of have it double down by way of, you know, willingly going through that game. I'm kind of curious, Lace, how much did you know beforehand going in and what made you decide, yeah, that's a thing I'm going to put myself through? Um, So I knew way too much going in. Okay. (laughs) Um, Obviously, like, so at the time I was kind of following games media constantly. Um, So, you know, their entire kind of marketing campaign was literally based around this portrayal of psychosis. I mean, that's literally their entire campaign. Um, You know, they had their devlogs and all that and showcasing everything and how they went about it, the interviews that they did and so on. And then I uh, did not play it for a very long time uh, because I knew that I just did not want to. I mean, for one, I'm not very much into like horror games or games I know are going to like, <laughs> like try to yeah. elicit some kind of reaction. Um, definitely not my kind of thing. But then um, uh, that year, at the end of that year, I was going through a really rough time, uh, basically a breakup. And that's when, obviously, stressful time in your life. And for like three months, like the voices would not stop. Um, I kind of just like... I, I, I mean, to put it simply, like I had, I'm a very organized guy. And so let me, when I had spreadsheets of like my entire like suicide plan, the costs, the financials of it, what I would do, where everything would go. It's a very twisted idea, but um, I like keeping things organized. It's basically like uh, Google Docs. I still have them somewhere. Um, like letters to everyone, um, all kind of pre-written, ready to go. Um, and then I kind of like made a list of kind of just a few things I wanted to get done before, uh, the set date. Um, and one of them was to like experience this game and see what the, see if they got it right, really. Um, so I thought, fuck it. Um, but the only way I was able to really play it was actually like, so discord has this feature where you can stream your screen to a friend in like a one-to-one call. Um, so I had, no, actually no, that, that was, that came after. No, what I did was I had, um, so I have like a Twitch channel and then I have like a dummy Twitch channel, which I use for like, um, testing like encoders and stuff. Um, and so I had a friend on discord and actually there were, there was Jack and Phil and Dave, we were all in a call and they were watching the stream and they were just kind of like there to keep me grounded whilst I was playing. Terrible fucking gaming experience because like obviously you got three idiots kind of just like, (laughs) you know, talking about just random shit because they weren't really watching. They were just there to keep me, you know, in a, have a point of focus and reference to the reality. Um, Yeah. Um, So got through that in a few sessions. Um, and I was recording at the same time and then like, I guess the inspiration hit me to like, so like, I just didn't tell anyone about this 
ever like when in previous like relationships especially like someone where you're incredibly close with uh i would never ever tell them um i just kind of like lived with it um like i, I mean that's the thing it's like at what point do you tell someone that like you do tell right. them at the beginning it's like hey yes i hear voices <laughs> they'll you know they'll just like yeah. swipe right and they're like we're we're done yeah yeah. Precisely. Do you tell them at the end? Because then that's just a guilt trip at that point. That's right. manipulative, no? And or do you tell them at, in the middle when it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's just a very awkward time. Um, so I just decided to just carry the burdens, I guess. And so obviously, when you have like just regular stresses of life, whether they're like family, friends, finances, work, relationship stuff, so obviously that comes with. The added, you know, the voices, the screaming, the sounds that you just don't want to hear and whatever, just constantly going. And so obviously those stressful moments became amplified more. Um, yeah, I don't know what the point I was trying to make, but the point was that, like, yeah, the hardship. Um, yeah, I played the game and I thought, fuck it, I'll, I'll make a video about it because at least share personal experience. Um and I think it was like the seventh video. So I was like, hey, lucky number seven. Let's just round it off in a, you know, with a prime number, I guess. Fuck it. Um, yeah. Um, and I'll be done with that. Uh, and then I kind of like went into a, a dark spiral and so on. Um, in the first like 15 or so days, it got the usual amount of views that I had at the time, which is about like, 20,000 ish, which is, you know, kind of what that kind of type of video gets at the beginning. And then it kind of just fades down. And then eventually over time, it kind of builds up. And then out of the blue one day, like my subscriber count went from like 5,000 to 25,000 to like 40,000 within the space of like, like 24 hours. Um, and obviously like it was getting shared and had this small level of virality um and me being the dumbass that i am i have this bad habit of at the end of my video saying hey uh if you're struggling or whatnot talk to me i'm i'm your guy <laughs> if you need someone to talk to because at the time i was like you know like right zero subscribers whatever <laughs> um and you have to, and so i had a discord server with like which was run by the my friends and myself and um they kind of ran the show in a very kind of light-hearted way. Sorry. And we had a, like a small community of people based on the older videos. And then all of a sudden, like thousands of people just came pouring in. And um, I had that, that was like literally the point that I had to kind of like wake the fuck up and like, like put the suicide plan on hold <laughs> and be just like, okay, I got to tend to these people. So um there was like 128 messages every morning i was i had replied to every single one of them and had calls with all of these people like every day for months um to help them through what they were going through which in hindsight terrible idea don't do it right or at least try and get paid to do it at the very least <laughs> you know like it's a lot of messages and a lot of calls to take but yeah, I mean, that was kind of like, I mean, that's kind of part of the reason as to why I stopped making videos because a lot of my time was spent, um, 
with uh, these 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 uh, young, a lot of them young people um, who were basically just suicidal. I mean, I've had to talk people down off bridges um, on Discord, which is the stupidest thing. Um, but at the end of the day, like I said, I would listen at the very least. So you kind of have to. So that was the case for about a year and a half. Yeah. Let, let me just say that hearing that makes you probably one of the most upstanding people I have had the privilege to get to talk to. Holy shit. Just. I mean, I try, but like, I mean, you do lose some along the way and that, that always, that, that always like, I mean, they're the ones that kind of, they're on the, the playback. Yeah. Over and over. But yeah. But I mean, just, you know, uh, from from what you're saying though you know that that explosion of response that you just weren't expecting but still taking on every bit of it that's tremendous in a way that i i can't begin to fathom and good on you for that and you know to to anybody that you've helped or on behalf of thank you that's incredible jesus so, but, um, I, I wish I could say it's on a slightly lighter note and it maybe is, but <laughs> that, that got heavy for a hot minute. <clears throat> um, but kind of, kind of bringing it back to, uh, Hellblade though, um, out of, out of curiosity from your, your personal experience, um, what, what did they get right in? What what do you think or what do you feel was did they get wrong or was missing in terms of how they they tackled the subject matter and portrayed psychosis? So what they got right definitely was was the audio. Um so a lot of the time when obviously when you're describing kind of like psychosis or schizophrenia or kind of like auditory hallucinations and sometimes people just like who don't have any kind of history of it they'll they'll get these kind of experiences um it comes it's not like you know just this constant like whisper 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 it, it's not like that it's right. literally like everywhere like like above me there's technically no one up there but i can hear like pots and pans crashing like i know no one lives up there but it's you it's can there. sense this kind of sense there's a sense of like spatial awareness which they definitely got right because they did this whole binaural um audio recording thing um i mean they did do a lot of the whisper 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 nonsense which eh, it's it's filler but like in terms of the things that were said it's like you know a lot of it's very kind of like negative uh feedback if you will but at the same time there is a lot of positive feedback there is a it's a mix of things and that's one thing that i definitely um would commend them for because like as much as like the voices that i hear are kind of like negative there are a lot of like ones that kind of guide me in a direction that is probably better for me than uh not and it's the the challenge is which ones do you trust essentially at the end of the day, if you do trust them at all. I mean, sometimes you'll be 
standing on you know on the like a, a train platform and one of them's just like jump 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 <laughs> and then you get one of them's just like no step back and you kind of like depending on whatever your state of mind or whatever the cortisol level in your bloodstream is it's kind of like which one do you go and that's like my mornings <laughs> basically that's me every morning um uh yeah so that's one thing that they definitely got right in that like you know some sometimes you know there is that hey watch out and then you have to block the fucking guy with the ram skull for a face um yeah but then on the other hand like one i guess it's down to like production budget but like one thing that really takes you away from the game in my personal opinion is the the additional characters so there's um i can't it's been so long since i played but you know like the the, the priest guy that always oh, shows uh, up truth truth yeah yep um the, the the he's recorded in some kind of like video and then overlaid onto the thing and i find right. that just ridiculous and just it's kind of like well no no one really experiences shit like this that, that's I mean, if there was, from what I understand about like visual hallucinations, it's kind of like um, like the environment kind of just like twists and melts in a way. It's kind of like you know when you're a kid and you kind of like and it's like late at night and there's like little blinking lights on like the TV or something, like the little red dot, and like because everything's out of focus, it kind of like makes faces and shapes and stuff. It's more like that than it is like, oh, here's a projection of a guy with fucking <laughs> lime on his face, you know? It's right. Yeah, that 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 that. I mean, I guess that's obviously just down to their production budget, and they couldn't, you know, model and animate another character, which they didn't, you know, for whatever reason. But I felt that they could have done without it, amongst other things. Um, yeah. And I don't know, I probably could have, if were I a game designer, and I'm not, um, I would probably have said to like uh, maybe cut a few hours off the game. There's, there's a fair amount of repetition, in my opinion, um, which I get having because obviously when you're paying $30 for a game, you expect a certain amount of time or whatever. But I feel like there was padding in the puzzles and the uh, whatever other kind of gameplay loops that they added in for the sake of it I felt like it would have been a lot more of a smoother experience if they kind of like trimmed it and you know kind of focused on more of a narrative approach with a little bit of combat I mean the combat wasn't amazing um, but you know it did what it needed to do I'll tell you one thing that, that the, the last bit the, the last fight, which never ends, that that that, that was a great moment for me, because like at some point you do end up just having a a very kind of endless experience. And I, I part of me kind of wonders in terms of because, like you said, the the combat feels very repetitive and very sloggy, and at a glance. I, I would almost agree with you that it's padding, but part of me wonders if some of it's not intentional to induce that sense of living with that as 
a a repetitious drudge that wears on you constantly, you know, and it, it doesn't get any better. It doesn't get any more interesting. It's just welcome to reality. It is this same thing over and over and it, it will never get, you know, better or more interesting or easier. It just continues and it just wears away. So, I mean, absolutely. I do agree that that, that is definitely an interpretation of that. And I think, I don't know if I mentioned it or not in the video, but personally, as someone like to, so, I mean, if you look at the game as a game, the the mechanics i mean as a as a narrative game it does great you know it's a fairly compelling story it's pretty original um and as a mechanical experience it's a bit shit but if you look at it as what i guess they intended it for which was like a piece of art in this here's here's a thing this is a piece of art experience it then yeah, I guess that is that is the point of it. Um, but I guess that comes into the more kind of philosophical question of like, why make it that long? Or why do it this way or whatnot when you could tell the same kind of thing without, um, you know. I mean, once you go through like a few of the same fights over and over again, it's kind of like, ah, like we get it. Yeah, I mean, like that. Like, if you equate it to say, like, you know, modern like f blockbuster films, like, how many times are you going to see a, you know, a faceless army just kind of being beaten to shit by the three main characters? Yeah, I mean, I no, and I, I don't disagree with you by any means. Like, like you said, mechanically, it's it's got issues, but. For me, you know, especially in retrospect, you know, after having come across, you know, your your video on the subject, um, I'm look, I, I've taken to kind of looking at it somewhere between a, a combination of less a game and more a piece of art and almost a, a lens to view the the world in terms of at least to a degree what it's what it would be like living with that disorder you know uh, on a constant non-stop basis and in terms of that that very non-stop feeling i think some of that repetition uh plays well into that aspect so because if if I remember correctly, I I think you did speak to it in your uh, video that you know the the whole thing is just exhausting to try and hold at bay and to yeah. try and live with you know day to day. So and I, I think some of that comes through in that you know very repetitious, uninteresting combat. So yeah. I mean, it is very much like the story of Sisyphus. And they're like mm -hmm. you're constantly rolling this boulder up and you know I mean yeah the boulder comes back down but it's beating you up on the way down too right yeah. so it, you're, you're not only getting anywhere but you're worse for the wear for it every time yeah so 
Yeah. I mean, like, I guess if they were given a bigger budget, then they may have done something a bit more with it. But I don't know. I mean, I'm not a game designer, and so I'm not entirely sure how to improve the game. But then again, they, they are making a sequel, so... And I, I, part of me wonders, you know, how much of that was just down to the direction and the intent of what they were getting at. You know, if yeah. if the intent was to very much gamify it, I, I think you're right. You know, go do something to break the repetition of the combat and make it more interesting. But if the intent was to give the player a a lens, a glimpse, then I, I think maybe they did it the right way. It just oh, comes absolutely. down to maybe I mean, like, artistic intent. Yeah. I mean, if were if it were a a four hour experience, mm-hmm. then it would probably like be I would consider it one of like the best games ever, one of the best pieces of art ever. Because yeah. it, it educates, it inspires, to a certain degree it entertains and it's informative. Um, but due to the fact that they are selling it as a game with this addition of, like like you said, a lens, um, it's, you know, I, that, that's what takes it down from a 10 out of 10 to an 8, if you will. Right. Oh. Um. So I, I'm curious because I've I've seen a lot of people unhappy to say the least um, with the the ending scene in terms of the end of the game and then what kind of comes after how she and here here's your spoiler warning but it's been out for a couple of years so if you haven't played it yet it's on you um <laughs> but you know how how senua kind of just snaps out of it for lack of a, a better way to explain it and i i've seen a lot of people you know voice their opinion that it, it feels very disingenuous to the character and to the story that they just got finished you know, playing through, and I, I'm kind of curious as to what's your take. Is there, you know, in, in living with it, is there, you know, those moments where it, it blinks off just long enough that maybe everything just kind of snaps and you have this moment you're like, oh, I'm okay right now. So, I mean, so when I first played it, I felt very conflicted because, like, Again, back to that kind of like games and art discussion. Um, when you're, when you've, so like obviously that very last kind of like fight, if you will, is just this never ending horde of shit that just keep coming at you. And the idea technically is that you keep fighting or you just die and let it consume you. And then like, then the game ends with this ending where she kind of just like oh yeah yeah i can't actually get my husband back and i'm just gonna snap out of it and accept reality um 
which kind of just makes it very strange and confusing in that like on one hand you could interpret it as like the entire game was just in her head which fine yeah sure makes sense um but then on the other hand it's kind of like should you promote giving in to your demons and let it just completely consume you and then hopefully you just wake up because i know a lot of people who you know do let their demons consume them and they don't wake up yeah. ever again like that's a it's an interesting kind of like dichotomy there is like what is the interpretation that you want to go with like on one hand like i don't know were you really making a kind of art piece about it you could either do the you let it consume you and then it's game over and it's literally there just game over because i mean at the very beginning of the game there was that whole warning of like oh if you you know right uh, yeah if you, the, if you fail death, you fail yeah. you get permadeath yeah yeah like and obviously that doesn't happen it's literally just there to kind of like put you in a state of fear to help you kind of get into the zone which uh, cheap trick but it worked um, it right. was very effective Holy it is yeah. effective yeah but then like like if they kind of like followed through with that which is that if you get to the end that end fight and like you have to keep fighting and then i guess if you kept, if you take it from a metaphorical level if you kept fighting like arguably if you just kept fighting for like a whole like month of just straight just like i'm just gonna eat and shit and drink at this very spot here just pressing fucking square just <laughs> fucking uh, on the controller uh, then yeah sure that i mean that would probably be a, an accurate representation of what living with psychosis is like because you're just constantly at it and you have no choice but to keep going and if you don't keep going then it's over and the only way that you can win is that whole classic hey the the only way to truly beat this game is to not play it or whatever the, I, even that has strange like thinking about it now as a terrible uh metaphor to it yeah uh, i mean it's it's a tough one to do i mean I, I thought the ending was a bit stupid but it did have my favorite song at the end which was a nice touch uh vnv nation's illusion okay. gets me Wait, really yeah that's the ending song seriously yeah. i haven't actually yeah. played the game yet like oh, okay sorry yeah. spoiler Fuck. No, Larry <laughs> said i've had years i bought the game i haven't had i i have no excuse but the fact that vnv nation is in it holy shit that's awesome i mean it's 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 uh, vnv nation's illusion as soon as i started playing like yeah. i think that song like personally for me like it's been a it's a proper like you know in my darkest moment i've had that song like sitting there you know crying one per perfect tear rolling down Done um, it. <laughs> yeah and yeah and obviously when that started playing i was like holy now you've you've just ruined my fucking day you can't <laughs> do this now oh yeah i gotta see this now <laughs> not that i wasn't going to to begin with but wow <laughs> Cause yeah, that was actually the song that got me into VMV Nation. Um, oh, from, dude, like, I, I yeah. started Dark Angel. Like I was old school. Man. Oh no! Well, like, I because I've I've loved Assemblage Twenty Three for years, and mm. like you know bits and pieces of the genre, but VMV Nation for some reason just escaped me. And then one of my friends had just bought the album with Illusion on it. I forget which one it is, and she was playing it, and I was like, I don't know what this is, but I need a fucking copy of it right now. 
<laughs> so, and like then, as soon as I said, I took that home and devoured that album and then bought everything they've done since. Oh, same, same. Yeah, I've, uh, I ended up seeing them in Chicago a couple years ago, like a couple times actually. And they put on a phenomenal show. Surprising considering just the two of them. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know, like, as I said, at the time I was seeing a lot of stuff like that, like, you know, Imperative Reaction, um, you know, just Assemblage 23. Assemblage 23 has been one of my favorite bands for a very long time. So, no, same. Yeah. Um, like a friend of mine actually managed to have a, I don't know how he does these, one of those people that tends to just know everybody. So <laughs> he just literally picks me up one day and goes, we're going to Indianapolis. I'm like, okay, why? He goes, you'll see. And we get to Indianapolis and find out that we're on the guest list for an Assemblage 23 show. So oh, we're just hang- we're hanging out backstage with Tom Shear for the whole thing. like, And uh, I'm fucking drunk off my ass by this point. And uh, so I'm slurring through, hey, why didn't you guys play 30,000 Feet? It's my favorite song you've ever done. 30,000 Feet is not a song that would go well live. <coughs> because it's such a tragic song. Yeah. But, yeah. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've got a last couple of questions that I want to hit on, but before I get there, Josh, Michael, is there anything you guys want to throw in that I haven't touched on yet? Um, honestly, like as I said, I don't have anything that pertains to the game because I haven't actually played it yet. The most I've seen is I watched Larry's part one of his playthrough, mm-hmm. and it looks the game looks tremendous, but I, I get the repetitive nature of it, you know, like visual puzzle, you, you know, rep- repetitive fight, visual puzzle, repetitive fight. And it gets, I could see that getting old. Um, like, so like the questions I do have are more just like, I guess kind of a, a slightly more personal are like one, like, are, do you, are you medicated for this in any way? Is there medication for this for you? Um, I was on medication. Now yeah. I'm on the, a just straight meditation and being in control of my life. I mean, so like after like about a year of uh, the whole Discord uh, pseudo consultant thing that I was doing, yeah. um, I literally like took a whole like year out uh, on a kind of self improvement vibe, but without the the, the tagline. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Like, yeah, I got into shape and um, started taking care of myself. Um, met the girlfriend, soon to be wife, so and moved into this. I mean, I mean, during that period of time, I think that I was, I imposed a kind of like a, a homelessness to myself. I was living on the streets for shits and giggles for like, yeah, for like six weeks, um, just because. Um, yeah, I don't know. That is, it's a very strange time in my life. Um, but yeah, so, um, yeah, at present, no, but I think it's because right now I'm in a pretty good place. Mm-hmm. Um, like changed jobs, met someone like incredible. And I mean, so like when, I mean, this is a prime example, actually, like obviously in the video, I touch upon like the, that kind of dark period of my life and, the, the person I was with at the time, um, not knowing or understanding what I was going through. And obviously that, that story ended. 
Um, and obviously, like I touched on before about like relationships and living with this. Um, yeah. So obviously it's kind of like steadfast rule is just not to bring it up, not to talk about it and whatever, but like, uh, she, she discovered the video herself. Um, and she was very understanding of it and like, obviously she didn't get the full grasp of what it is, but she, she's been incredible about it. And I think that's kind of like part of what's helping me heal as an individual is that like, okay, she may not completely understand and, but you're not alone in it. I mean, I'm, at the end of the day, well, the, no. the, you're going to be alone in it. Like no yeah, one's going to truly understand the true extent. Right. Of it, but like she does her best to mm -hmm. accommodate at my, me at my worst. Now, out of curiosity, given that, does that kind of change your stance on not saying anything to your significant other? I mean, obviously she, like you said, she came across it on her own by way of the, the video, but you know, with, without that, would you have said anything or? I would not have said anything. Uh, one thing I've learned over the years is that it's good to be honest about what you're going through and it's good to talk about these things, but that doesn't stop what, you know, because at the end of the day, human beings are a mix of like good and shitty and like, you know, they treat you very differently. Yeah. That's they true. treat you very differently when they learn like truths about you. Like I think there was one point where like colleagues at work found out. I think again through finding this video, just like out of the blue. I guess the SEO on that video was fucking great because everyone was fucking <laughs> found out. Um, yeah. Uh, so they found out and then they treated me real differently. In fact, it came to a point where like they they requested that I work from home for the foreseeable future, um, which is probably the worst thing you can do with someone at my, at that stage in my life to be yeah. like in this complete like isolation for like three months, didn't speak to anyone, didn't see anyone, didn't talk to anyone. So, yeah. So you, I mean, people do it with their, with the best intentions technically, but it's not, I mean, that's what it, it's not. Sometimes I wonder if people do this stuff because it's best for them, not necessarily best for you. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, so you know, if, there's I, like a self-protected protection mechanism for themselves. I, I don't really get it either because I don't. But you're right. They treat you wholeheartedly differently. Yeah. Some people do. When I they, mean, sometimes they'll like yeah. they'll walk around on eggshells around you, which right. kind of just makes you think, ah, what's the point in this? Condescending. It's condescending. Yeah. Yeah. But I found that, you know, no one's against you. Right. They're just for themselves, which isn't wrong. It's just different. different. Yeah. Different. Yep. Right. Yeah. Okay. Like, I mean, it's very rare that you'll find someone who's like, yeah, fuck the guy who can hear shit that we can't. I mean, we're, we're, yeah, like we're way past that stage in <laughs> human civilization. It's, they're saying the 1500s no more. They can't burn me at the stake. I'm a little woman. What? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I want to ask. Uh, the, You're going to fit right in. You're welcome uh, back anytime. Yeah. Yeah. 
the the Discord thing that you were talking about, the, the yeah. helping other people. How like when you stepped away from doing that, from helping people with it, mm-hmm. was it a was it like literally you just had to say, okay, I can't anymore, I'm done, or did it actually just kind of peter off on its own? It petered off. Uh, okay. So what happened was, is obviously that was the influx, and yeah. obviously you can't like reply to everyone instantly. And so, like, everyone understands that, oh, yeah, he's busy, he's dealing with one, and I'm going through them as quickly as I possibly can, one at a time. Is the, I mean, sometimes it'd be about, like, 16 calls a day. Um, and you you go through that. And then, obviously, sometimes, like, days go by without, you know, talking to someone, and you kind of, you, you kind of do have to follow up and catch up, and it would go on. And then, um, like, obviously, if the community grows when you're, like, being consistent with it. So if I was consistently making more videos, then I would have further more yeah. people joining that Discord server, which by the way was called the Sidcord. Like Discord. <laughs> um, uh, uh, yeah, so and then like eventually I kind of, because I wasn't making anything, there wasn't anyone new coming in. You could have like the odd trickle of people who would like suddenly discover it and then like i don't know where 20 or so people would come in and they'd join the community but at that point i'd kind of like so um i tried to automate it as much as possible in that like so on the server um i designed a number of like channels which are like the obvious ones you have like the the looking for game channel the the voice channels where you have like you know, four people are allowed in, five people are allowed into this one, six on that one, eight for this one. So you can have like different levels of interaction. Um, and then I created this section called the personal channels, which were then broken down into like a bunch of different ones. So you had um, relationships, which is like if you got family problems, girlfriend problems, boyfriend problems, that kind of thing. Then we had the sexuality channel for uh, people struggling with their sexuality. Um then you had, uh, I would say, I think it was called work. So anything like finance, money related, obviously that's a point of stress and pain in people's lives. So you could kind of like vent and share in there. And then, um, well, I mean, the piece de resistance was this channel called Wins because you can't just have constant negative shit. So but the, the aim of that channel was to encourage uh, tiny little wins. I mean, like, obviously, for a big community of people who are all depressed and the only interaction they have is people on Discord, like, getting them to fucking, like, shower. Like, that's a win. You did it. Let's, let's get moving to the next step. That's you know, encouraging people to just... Any step forward. Yeah. One time. It doesn't matter how slow you're going, so long as you're going forward. So, that, yeah. Uh, have you ever checked out the... There's a YouTube channel called People Watching... Do you know what I'm no. talking about? I um, they're uh, basically like short animated skits that deal with a lot of things like this that you may be interested in checking out. Um, okay. uh, I forget the people who actually make it, but like the first one I ever saw was uh, I found it right after a nasty breakup that I went through, and it's um like it was called like uh, the troubles of dating with depression or something like that, mm. and it's uh. 
like the the main character is talking about how she'll go on a date that the date seems to go really well but then there's like this hipster douchebag in her head that basically just tells her what a piece of shit she is and the guy has no interest and etc cetera, etc cetera. and she ultimately will end up listening to this voice even though it's not nobody's actually there and abandoning the entire thing because the voice in her head eventually told her it's not a good it's not good for her um, and there's a whole bunch of, I think there's like two seasons worth of it. It's really good stuff. Um, highly recommend. Interesting. It. Yeah. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh, I think I may have cut you off inadvertently and I didn't mean to, is there something you wanted to toss in? No, no, you okay. didn't cut me off. Okay. Um, so last couple of questions just to kind of round this out. Um, the, the sequel is now impending, you know, come the end of this year. Is it something that you think you're going to stick, uh, you know, dip your toe into? Or after Senua's sacrifice, are you just looking to steer clear? You know what, just for shits and giggles, I might just do a, like, <laughs> a video... See, I, well, first of all, I want to see what the game is about, and then right. six months afterwards, then I'll just like throw out a video, and then you know, see what the see what the world says. There'll, there'll be a lot of he's back. Oh shit, he's even more depressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'd be lying if I said I'm not. I, I am real curious as to like where where do you go with a sequel given the way they ended Hellblade. Yeah. It's like, so I, I'm, I mean, that's a story. It's kind of like you did, you did a bit, right? That's it. That's what you read. I mean, it's it. I mean, I don't know what you could do with that story, but I mean, it's up to them. Like they know what they're doing. So like, I'm not excited for it. I'm curious. They have my curiosity. They, they've definitely got my curiosity, and I would say there's at least some level of excitement of mine that they have. Because yeah. I, I, I mean, they all have Microsoft money. Which right. Means. Yeah, which is a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So, um, I wanted to throw you the, uh, the one question that came off of uh, Twitter just to lighten the mood a little bit. I, I'm guessing you probably saw it on your feed somewhere, but uh, Pickistani wanted to ask, uh, wanted to know from you specifically, why won't you love me? <laughs> he, he asks me this all the time, and my answer I think there is was always probably an ongoing joke there. Well, well, no, it's just like I so like where I used to live when before I moved here, like I'd see him on the train like every day for like years in the mornings, and then he like. Uh, Whatnot. So he used to watch my. So before the the video essays, I used to do. Uh, um, I did a daily vlog every day for five years before vlogging was a thing. Apparently, I'm just the guy who does things before they were like before they become like real hits, and I never capitalize because <laughs> you know that just that punk rock life. Um, <laughs> so I did, yeah, I did a daily vlog every day for five years, and he was a guy from my hometown and. He was just there, and um, one day I was at the cinema, and he, uh, he, uh, like, he was working at the cinema, and I was just like, "Hey, I want to watch this film, and I want some nachos." He's like, "You're Sid, aren't you?" And I was like, "Oh shit!" 
yeah. And since then, we've been like friends. So, yeah. <laughs> I guess. So. But yeah. Sorry, I, I saw that on there. I'm like, I can't not throw that out because it made me giggle when I saw it. Hey, just for Eddie's sake, what was one of those questions that he always throws out to guest stars? Oh, God. What's your favorite breakfast cereal? Yeah. That's his go-to. <laughs> he asks uh, it every time. <laughs> I don't have a specific... Well, I don't know if you guys have it. It's called Crunchy Nut Cornflakes with, like, chocolate clusters. So basically, it's like uh, uh, I don't know how you describe it. It's like bits of like oat and other cereal things, um, but then it has like nuts in it, peanuts, and like chocolate swirls. Sounds awesome. Whatever it is, I mean, I, I would say the closest thing I could think of was like honey bunches of oats if you mixed in some chocolate stuff. Probably, I mean, possibly. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh. just, it's a very British breakfast cereal. But then, I mean, it's made by the Kellogg's company, which I'm pretty sure is international. Yeah. Yeah. Like... They're actually based not far from uh, where Michael and I are. That's a couple hour drive. Are they really? Yeah. yeah. Go there Kellogg, and ask Michigan. Them. I've, I've been so to the, the factory, yes. <laughs> I've been to the factory, and it's in uh, Kellogg, Michigan. So. It's kind of neat. God, I hate the fact that I never realized that. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) There's a a really, there's actually a really uh, nice water park up that way. So, um, but that's. Wait, wait, wait. A water park in Michigan. There's no way I'm touching any water in Michigan. Ever. That's Ever. Actually, Ever. Actually, actually, what the fuck you guys it, do to your water? <laughs> At least it freezes in the winter. Down here, this stuff is uh, breeding whatever forever. I live in uh, southwestern Florida. so. Oh, God. Dude, you have too much water. Yeah, you exactly. water in your air. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's a problem. <laughs> so, well, um, I think here's a good place to wrap it before we get any more long in the tooth and we probably have but i'm i'm not mad about it at all this week um i want to say thank you very much to sid for joining us so a big big kudos and shout out thank you this has been tremendous so having me most definitely um shout out anything you want to plug knock yourself out um I shit post on Twitter every now and then at Leonardo <laughs> DeCicci and that's it. Maybe one day you might see a video from me at, on youtube.com slash Leonardo DeCicci or you could just watch a bunch of videos that I have made which I mean for the most part have aged fairly well because they don't, you know, they don't pertain to any particular hype cycle so <laughs> yeah yep. if you feel yeah. like crying I made a video about Hellblade and living with psychosis. That's a real tearjerker. And there, there will be a, a link to that in the show notes. So, um, but I, I say definitely watch it. It's what brought this whole thing here today. So, um, but beyond that, you know, like I said, thank you to Sid. Thank you to uh, Josh and Michael for joining us. Thank you to all five people that listened to us today. Um, you know, if, if you enjoyed this, uh, make sure you subject your friends to it. 
by strapping them to a chair and putting headphones on them until they cry and just succumb to it and say, yes, I will keep listening. Um, on that note, you should also gently caress the inner thigh of the subscribe button or, you know, slide us right into your RSS feed because with enough lubrication, anything fits. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, follow us on Twitch if you want you know, your shot at free stuff. It's, it's kind of like the free candy van except we have video games. So... Um, but with that said, I, I think we'll end this uh, this show he right there until uh, next week. So, with that said, everybody say goodnight, Gracie. Good night, Gracie. <laughs> Peace. Stay sexy.